You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. My Refuge is the title of this devotion. If I may just start this devotion by saying this, you know, I find some of the things that are maybe most common and perhaps most simple. In other words, you go, oh, I know that. And yet they can be so life-changing and transforming when you are reminded to the Apostle Peter, he says, I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder. How important it is that we are reminded by the Holy Spirit about the graces and gifts and blessings that we personally live in or have access to. Many years ago, we're talking, you know, some 26, seven years ago, 27 years ago, we were having a prayer meeting here in the church and we were praying because we didn't have any money to pay the bills. And we were sitting there praying as a, as a team and we're saying, Father, you know our need before we ask us. Father, you always meet our needs. You know, so we're just praying the scriptures. The Bible says when you pray according to the will of God, then you will know, you will know that what you've asked you have received. So that knowing of it's done comes to your spirit. And we're praying and suddenly one of the staff members, actually was Catherine, Catherine, she is uh, Catherine Fisher. She's worked with us here for uh, 35 years, I think, 34 years. She is an amazing friend to Virginia and I, such a loyal, wonderful, precious person. And she was in the prayer meeting and suddenly she says, Pastor, the Lord says the money's here. The money's here. I said, the money's here. Have you opened the post? He said, no, not yet. I said, go open the post. So we're waiting. She comes back and there was a check in the mail and all the needs were met. And the Lord knew what we had need of before we asked him. See, God is such a faithful refuge. What to do? What do I do? Where do I go with this need? Uh, Where do I go with these challenges? It does not always mean that the road will not be rough or crooked. In other words, dysfunctional in in how you have to get through things. It can be to some other people, they will not be able to deal with it because they don't have that faith. They don't have that grace to get through. But God will lead you through something that would be humanly not easy, but by His Spirit, very possible. Or even humanly impossible, but by His Spirit, possible. I want to take you to this psalm I mentioned to you yesterday, and that's Psalm 57. And I will start here at verse 1. Be merciful, David begins to pray. Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me. 
for my soul thirsts, excuse me, for my soul trusts in you and in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge. Or in other words, in your presence, where your presence begins to manifest, I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by, until the calamities, the original there is, till these destructive storms have passed, I will go shelter, hide with you, I will go abide with you. I will go and be in this place with you where you keep me, Lord. And then he says in verse seven, my heart is steadfast. My heart is fixed. My heart is confident. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. Awake, my glory, my living soul. Awake, lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing to you among the nations for your mercy reaches unto the heavens and your truth into the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens and let your glory be above all the earth. Oh, my goodness. Somebody wrote a beautiful song about this psalm and we sing it and it's one of the most beautiful psalms, I think, songs. But you know, dear friends, David's heart became fixed, steadfast in that refuge. It's where the Lord can still your questions, still your worries, still your hurts and still your disappointments and calm you down and say, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I will still complete and fulfill my, my promise. You know, you think about so many throughout scriptures that it looked like it was all over for them. Even the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians, I should read that to you here. He says, and I'll read to you from the Living Bible, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 through 11. I think you ought to know, dear brothers, about the hard time we went through in Asia. We were really crushed and overwhelmed, and we feared we would never live through it. We felt we were doomed to die and saw how powerless we were to help ourselves. But that was good. For then we put everything into the hands of God who alone could save us for he can even raise the dead. And he did help us and saved us from a terrible death. And yes, we expect him to do it again and again. Now, here the Apostle Paul was talking about the terrible persecution and, and, and evil that came upon him and how the Lord was a refuge for him when he didn't know what to do, when he felt they were doomed to die and powerless to help themselves, when all hope of recovery was gone, the Lord was there. Now that is a kind of steadfastness, confidence, a fixed heart that God wants you and I to have. He wants us to be able, when my father used to say it this way, when you come to the end of your rope, put a knot in it and sit on the knot. When you come to the end of your rope, and you understand the inference of that, when you can't bear it anymore, you can't handle it anymore, when you don't know what to do, 
for Ginny and I would say it this way, not to be different to, our, to my dad, no, but it just came that way to us. One foot in front of the other. One foot in front of the other. In years past, when we went through some really testing, trying time, and some of it was extremely painful, and, and, we, and we didn't know what to think or what to say. And sometimes during those days, some people had some unkind and unfair uh, and not true thoughts of us. And maybe we, you know, we've thought back, maybe we should have just met with some of them and, and said, you know, these are the facts. So we don't know what you've heard or what you think, but that's not, not the facts, these, these are the facts. And that may have helped one or two I could think of, but we didn't know what to say. You know, David said in the Psalm 38, here, I'll read it to you. In Psalm 38, I am, but I like a deaf man do not hear. I'm like a mute who does not open his mouth. Thus, I am like a man who does not hear and in whose mouth is no response. Verse 13 and 14 of Psalm 38. And then he says in Psalm 39, verse 1, I said, I will guard my ways, lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with the muzzle while the wicked are before me. I was mute with silence. And these scriptures kind of was in those days, God's word, be still. Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I'm God and I will be exalted and I will be glorified in you. It's a beautiful statement there, Psalm 46, verse 10. And so Virginia and I, we just said nothing. We said nothing. And we just put one foot in front of the other and just kept walking. And the Lord was a refuge to us. And the Lord caused us to be steadfast despite that we were frail, despite that we didn't know what to think or say about it all. We just made our refuge with Him. And we committed it all to Him who judges righteously. And when we were reviled, we did not revile in return. And when we were threatened, we committed it to God who judged righteously. And He kept our hearts and He kept us. And God is one of the absolute <coughs> faithful <coughs> and true keeper. He will keep you. He will not let you down if you place your trust in Him. Excuse my throat there. <coughs> he will not let you down as you keep placing your trust in Him. And I want to encourage you today. Let this be your daily and living experience that the Lord is your refuge. I'm going to read it to you again here in Psalm 57, where he says, My soul trusts in you, and in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge until these calamities, these destructive storms are past. And I tell you, sometimes that can be longer than just a day or a week or a month. It can be years. Years you live in a refuge. Years you live in that place where you say, Father, you're my keeper, you're my upholder. If I don't have you, I have nothing. 
and you live, and, and maybe that is called survival mode. I know Virginia in those days says, honey, we're just surviving. And, but God kept us. And yes, it had its challenges, folks, without question, but he was more than enough. And so let me close with one of the famous Psalms in the Bible, whom many do think was written by Moses when he inaugurated the Ark of the Covenant in the tent of the Lord in the wilderness. And it says here, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, and you know what Psalm that is, Psalm 91, shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. Again, excuse me again. (coughs) He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, he who dwells in intimacy with God, in other words, shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose no power can withstand. Oh, how I pray that little verse there. Father, I thank you for making me stable and steady in your sufficiency. You see, the word Almighty is El Shaddai, all-sufficient, capable of being all that you need. That comes from from Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, where the Lord appears to Abraham and he says, I am almighty, El Shaddai, all sufficient, capable, capable of being all that you need. Walk before me and be blameless for my covenant is with you. For I have made you the father of many nations and your name shall no longer be Abraham, exalted father, but your name shall be Abraham, father of a multitude. Oh, I love it when the Lord begins to reveal his absolute sufficiency that he has been keeping you by and now is making manifest for others to see that the Lord has been there for you and is more than enough for you. You see, I want to encourage you as you make the Lord your refuge on a day-to-day basis to let him make you fixed, steadfast in your heart and spirit, unmovable, unshakable that you're unmovable, unshakable, because you live in His sufficiency. And that is true not just when it comes to emotional, spiritual, or physical well-being, or financial well-being, but in your marriage. For me as a husband, I, as a father, as a grandfather, I must, I must have this. I must, I must, I must live in his sufficiency. So Virginia is not buffeted by, by whatever about me and that she constantly feels the pressure of me or that she somehow is not good enough for me or is failing me somehow. I don't want her to live in that because Jesus does not have me live in that. He causes me to live in his love, in his goodness, in his mercy, day and night. He never makes me feel guilty or condemned the opposite. He always takes the guilt of condemnation away. And I want to have that same spirit towards Virginia, towards my children and grandchildren, towards the congregation, towards you, as I meet you every day here on these devotions. So come on, the Lord, who is your refuge, look at it. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On Him I lean and rely, and in Him I confidently trust, verse 9. Because you have made the Lord who is your refuge, even the most high your dwelling, there shall no evil befall you.
nor any plague or calamity come near you. And because, verse 14, you set your love upon me, says the Lord, therefore I will deliver you. And because, he says, and he says, and I will set you on high because you know and understand my name. You have a personal knowledge of my mercy, loving kindness. You trust and rely on me, knowing I will never, never, never forsake you. Amen. Have a good day.